0: On this episode of the Heat Check, preseason, preseason has begun, and I am here for it. We're gonna cover some news from around the league as camp ramps up, teams start shaking off the cobwebs. Lots to get into, Williams, so drop that motherfucking beat. It should be Rihanna. Break, we're breaking down all the biggest NBA storylines. You're tuned in to the Heat Check, the Heat Check with Trista Crick. The podcast covering all the drama around the association the preseason has started a lot has happened the timberwolves and their tour of spain two to zero victor one and chet Holmgren squared off two nights ago out here trading three pointers up and unders getting nasty flexing on each other showing what might be the future of the league DeMar DeRozan might be getting a goddamn extension, even though he's been on the trade block for how long in Chicago? Who knows what Chicago's doing? We don't even talk about them. We know what it is. It's them just being slightly competitive, selling out tickets, and making money, really. They're not doing a damn thing other than that, just printing things at the United Center. So let's just keep it rolling. He 100% deserves to be back, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, They're probably going to lock him into a mediocre situation for a very long time until he requests a trade. Probably to a contender. Uh, also, Ben Simmons is back with a healthy vertebra, apparently. All jokes aside, the league is a lot more fun uh, when he's healthy and playing. And we can make fun of him not in street clubs. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot better to be like, is he right-handed? Is he left-handed? And hey, I like that Versace sweater he's wearing. You know? As much as everyone and could have predicted, Ben took a hook shot. For the first points, the Brooklyn Nets this season. So here are a few of the stories as we're ramping things up that I'm following right now. Out in Boston, the first preseason game was notable. Not just because Peyton Pritchard balled out after getting his random surprise extension after, again, he's been asking for a trade for God knows how long. But Kristaps Porzingis gave us a glimpse into what he could be. Another thing that stuck out to me was Drew Holiday now being six-man, just rotating right into the Malcolm Brogdon spot. We'll talk about that a little later, but I'm telling you what. As the second-best player on the Celtics, if that man is not in the starting five, I do not know what to tell you. Bad idea. Anyway, back to Porzingis. Celtics get 17 points from KP, 25 minutes. More importantly, the man went to the line eight times which is three more than any individual center went to the line for Boston all season. So this, this experiment with Chris Tapps might actually be something if he can stay healthy. Huge step forward offensively. He looked bouncy. He looked like he was ready to go. And I tell you what, Chris Stapps at the center position is very interesting. I will be having my eye on this. On the downside. Windhorse reported that, uh, that Jason Tatum's poor shooting in the playoffs and seemingly in camp so far might be a be- vestige of that bad wrist injury, which is uh, exactly what the Celtics fans want to hear right now. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Wendy said this. There's a very high chance that Tatum should have had wrist surgery in the offseason, but after numerous consults decided on an alternative treatment. Although it's in his non-shooting hand, we all know That's the guide hand that affects the actual shot itself. And when Jason Tatum's not hitting step back, rainbow splashes in your face, and he ends up having to go to the rack or into the mid-range, that is not good, folks. That is not the Tatum we want. We want him to be dangerous on all three levels. And like clockwork, though, Tatum shoots three for 13 and 0 for 4 from three in their very first preseason game. And that was after the viral video that – Showed him in practice, bricking everything inside. So, yikes, folks, yikes. Is this a wrist thing? The internet seems to think so. But the internet also uh, believes in leprechauns and aliens invading our planet. So, take that with it what you will. Uh, don't go on Boston Celtics Reddit right now. It's a dirty ass place. Uh, there is suspicion, though, that it might be related. Another thing that we're going to have to keep a close eye on going forward because surgery, now, if he ends up having that late, we've seen this happen before, you prolong it, you prolong it, and then you have to do it because things aren't progressing the way that you thought that they were, a la Rob Williams, either last year or the year before, I forget. Uh, that's certainly going to anger the powers that be. could have had it fixed in the offseason and you decided not to. Tyler Hero is back in the news. Uh, we'll move forward to that. For once, it was not because he was a subject of trade. He is now in the news because he wasn't traded. Uh, In a recent interview, Hero said this. I'm glad Portland didn't want me. I don't want to be in Portland. So it's not personal with Portland at all. My value maybe has decreased in people's eyes, but I'm a better player than I was last year. So there's no way that my value has decreased. Yikes. Uh, I imagine it was probably painful to be publicly... Uh, rebuked by the marketplace for everyone to say you are not nearly as valuable as drew holiday or what some of these other players that are out there uh, that portland wants to trade with i i blame the miami heat i do i blame the miami heat i blame aaron goodwin dame's agent for strong arming portland because ultimately you probably if you had a third team worked out for one or two first and you were willing to get three first to Portland, and maybe reroute Aiton. Who knows what you could have gotten? Tyler could have moved on somewhere else, uh, and then probably they would have figured things out. But now he has to deal with the fact that teams don't want him. His team keeps trying to trade him, even though Pat Riley loves him. And it's kind of like being a millionaire in a relationship with a woman who's actually looking for a billionaire. She can't, no winning, no winning. She's got expensive taste, folks. She wants that Birkin bag, and you know that Birkin bag's gonna set you back, but it's 40K, and you keep buying it, and she keeps looking at the guy with the pri- private jet. Not even peace of mind enough, even though the chances of her snagging Warren Buffett is very, very slim. I do hope he balls out. I hope that I'm wrong about Tyler Hero. He's a very fine player. I do not think he's... Any significant amount better than Anthony Simons, who's on the Portland Trailblazers. But hey, what are you going to do? He has motivation to ball. They're going to need every single bucket that they can from him when they lose a couple of key pieces in the rotation, Miami. It's a weird scene over there for Heat fans. I think he's going to be circling Portland games because he has a lot to prove. So I think he's going to have a big year. Uh, You better fucking have a big year if he can stay healthy because that's the only thing to get his reputation somewhat back on track reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Let's move forward on the the Kai Jones saga. Um, casual fans probably don't even know Kai Jones. He's a center for the Charlotte Hornets. He's the one with the colored hair. He's the one with the blue, blue, the blue hair, and he has had a wild ride. He's like, I don't, I don't like the direction he's going. It feels very Chandler Jones-esque to me. It's just. All of a sudden, you're on my feed saying wild things that we know you don't mean. We know something's happened. Uh, But right now, about a week ago, Shams Shams tweeted this. The Charlotte Hornets will have 2021 first-round pick Kai Jones away from the team indefinitely. There's no timetable for his return. Jones will miss training camp due to personal reasons. The team remains in constant communication with him. Constant communication though I don't think so because today or yesterday Kai Jones formally requested a trade from the Charlotte Hornets followed by hashtag goat life what in the name of Michael Jordan's former team is happening here uh, nothing nothing good nothing it doesn't make sense he's been filming himself all summer doing I'm a savage videos. He's been writing on his walls with crayon. He's going after his own teammates on Twitter. Then he says, I'm unguardable. Once I get, I get my opportunity, I'm going to go it. I know I will. Followed by a bunch of emojis, random ones that we don't know how to decipher. He then subtweeted this in his response to the fact that someone says he has a higher field goal percentage than LeBron. He says this, that's my whole point. Only few people watch him in all three categories even in in the G. So my point is that once I bring that same mentality every day to be even neater, why would I not be MVP or Defensive Player of the Year? I'm not gassing it, you know, one day, one shot at a time. And then friend of show, Terrence Ross, tweeted out, is, is he all there mentally? Kai Jones then responds, I'm the greatest of all time, check my highlights. And then Terrence Ross responded, so no. So no, he's not okay. Something is happening with Kai Jones. I do not know. It's something to keep our eye on. Thankfully, it seems like the Hornets have their arms around this. We know that they are just such a great organization as it, as it re- relates to player, um, we'll call it warm and fuzzy relations. It's not good. Finally, uh, let's move on to LeBron. LeBron James is just, he just wants that, that NBA team in Vegas, boy. He just, he just wants it wants it. He and Floyd Mayweather are going to have to go mano y mano, battle to the death. Winner gets the Las Vegas NBA team. He was asked this in his first preseason game. Well, Baron, you've been very specific about wanting to have the team here in Las Vegas. You don't just want to have a team. You want to have the team here. Why is that? Uh, it just makes sense. Um, obviously, you have the Raiders here. Have the Knights here, have the Aces here. You got F1 coming very soon, um, and also our weekend has been here a few times. We had the NBA Summer League, that's very popular. Um, I mean, Sports is, is, is here, and um, you know I think you know adding the NBA franchise here, um, which we'll just adds just to the momentum that's going on in this town. Um, it's an attraction. Um, you don't have to worry about getting fan support. Nothing like that. i mean, this show uh, no matter every single time, every year, every summer. Um, you know, like you said, if it's USA basketball or NBA come I mean, here summer league, whatever the case may be. Um, I think it's only right. I think it's only a matter of time, but all about part of that time, so probably has nothing to do with the fact that LeBron James owns a house there and hasn't probably been able to sell it at a profit. No, I was at Summer League last year, last summer. I got to meet Floyd Mayweather, and uh, who also wants to own the NBA team in Vegas. And here's what people are not talking about. Uh, while the league, I think, will very much want LeBron James to own the team because it's good for the league, uh, no one has made the powers that be in Vegas more money than, than Floyd Mayweather. Just one fight with Conor McGregor grossed $550 million the amount generated for the city was about the same. So we're looking at a billion dollar flight right there with with Floyd. There's probably no one out there that could come at LeBron toe-to-toe and get a bid or take anything that LeBron wants in the city of Las Vegas other than Floyd Mayweather. He fought 26 times in Vegas. I mean, if you don't think Mayweather owns Vegas, is plugged in with Vegas, And they are going to push for him to own a team? I don't know what to tell you. It's actually one of the most fascinating things going on in the NBA right now that nobody's talking about because it hasn't really come to a head yet. But that's going to be a real struggle. What does Adam Silver want, which is clearly LeBron? What does Vegas want, which is clearly Floyd? Woo! Vegas is going to control who owns the expansion team. going to be a fascinating dynamic to watch. Also, we got a glimpse of the future, folks. That future are a bunch of seven-footers. They can hit threes like point guards. They can do up and unders. They can, they can give you the cross-cross, tween-tween, behind the back, hezzy, step back, wet, in your fucking face type motions. I am talking Chet Holmgren. I am talk, talking about Victor Wambiyama time. They went head-to-head two nights ago. They gave NBA fans a little hope, a little glimpse, a vision of what the next 10 to 15 years will look like. We saw Victor Wembanyama play in the summer league, and guess what? It was not always pretty. And this time, though, Victor was ready. He put on, like, pounds and pounds of muscle. I can't really tell because he's skin and bones, but I'm sure that made him stronger. He works really hard. An incredible athlete. OKC was down big to the Spurs. Down big, like, oh, I think almost 20, and they end up coming back to the San Antonio Spurs 122-121, it was a doozy. Uh, in the first quarter alone, Victor had 10 points in a block. Chet put up 14-7 and seven in the first quarter. Catch and shoot, corner threes, pretty much going to be unguardable by anyone other than Victor. What was the final tally for them both? Uh, Victor had 25 on 8 for 13 shooting, 2 for 5 from 3, 2 steals, and a block in 19 minutes, 19 minutes, what's his per 36, look it up, do the math for me, get back to me, Chet was like, oh, okay, I see you, Vic, I see you, Vic, I got you, I'll give you eight, I'll give you 20 and five, and I'll raise you 21 and nine on seven for 10 from the field, two for two from three, one block, in how long, 16 fucking minutes, they even had a little beef going back and forth, a little hamburger, a little ground-up, grass-fed shit. Victor laid a shoulder into Chet, bumped him back, laid in an easy bucket, then he flexed on him with his little baby Trista-sized biceps. After the game, Chet tweeted, the headbutt is an unstoppable move for show." Holy moly. By the way, real quick, I didn't mention this, but it needs to be mentioned. Whatever is happening on Chet Holmgren's face right now, Like, we gotta, is, does Chet, does Chet wanna be, uh, is he cosplaying a vampire from the 1500s from Transylvania right now? Cause that's what my man looks like. Are you kidding me? You can feel Adam Silver being like, this is it. This is my Larry Bird magic moment here. I am going to inject this into my veins. Could not have gone better. Especially since it was like, oh, they're so skinny. Oh, how are they going to be able to handle at the next level the physicality? These grown men. And guess what? They were like balling. Moving on, though. Moving on. Seriously, though, about Chet and his goatee, we got to check it out. It's It's been bugging me all day. Next, as the Mavericks prepare for a game against uh, Real Madrid, Luca set the European basketball scene on fire when he said this before the game. I wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for Real Madrid. I learned everything here, speaking, studying, playing basketball. I've got a lot of great memories. I'm happy to be back. If I return to Europe one day, I am sure it will be to Real Madrid. Uh, woo, woo, excuse me? Wait, you can't just drop if I return back to Europe someday. The key word obviously is if, but that is not gonna stop EuroLeague fans from dreaming, salivating, hoping for the day, Six to midnight type of an activity when he pops that quote out, baby. Step back in, in Spain once again, 30 pounds heavier, wiser, probably fleeing Jason Kidd. Let's be real. Remember, he did spend three years there before coming to Dallas. He was your champ. He was MVP in 2018 at the age of 18 years old. He's 24. He's about to be the, the NBA's first $80 million a year player. I don't think it's gonna be anytime soon, but I tell you what, that's a little leverage for the Mavs. Hey, get your shit together, please. Get your shit together. Uh, Real Madrid celebrating its 100th anniversary in 2031. Luca is signed through 2026, 2027. If he signs a four-year, 320 million dollar extension next summer, that will lock him up until 2020 30, 20, 20, 31. and that means he will be a free agent on the 100th anniversary of Real Madrid, folks. Maybe a one-in-one, maybe just like a one-year contract. We'll call it a uh, sabbatical, an NBA sabbatical, just in time for the tip-off of EuroLeague. Things that make you go, huh, hmm, strange. Finally, uh, some somber news. Sincere condolences to Coach Michael Malone. Father Brendan Malone, legend, just passed away at the age of 81. Uh, He was a lifelong coach, spent 50 years on the bench. Uh, He had college stops at Rhode Island, Cuse, Fordham, Yale, a bunch of New York schools. Uh, Obviously, Michael Malone grew up in New York as well, if you can't tell from his accent. Uh, Then he was in the NBA as an assistant for the Knicks, Pistons, Sonics, Pacers, Mavs, and Cavs, as well as two stints as a head coach with the Raptors in 95 as their first head coach ever, and then for 28 games in Cleveland in 2004, 2005. In 2013... His son, Michael Malone, actually hired him as an assistant in Sacramento. But then, sadly, the pairing never worked out because he had to resign, uh, resign before the season started. And then between 86 and 2016, a span of 30 years, Brendan Malone was a staple in the NBA, missing only one year. He won two rings as an assistant for the Pistons in the bad boy era and, by all accounts, is one of, was one of the most stand-up dudes in the NBA. What a sad day for, for basketball fans. Uh, he did see Michael Malone, his son, lift the Larry O'Brien trophy. Michael Malone shouted him out, said he wouldn't be able to be where he was without him. So sad ass stuff, man. Very sad. After the Nuggets closed out the heat, Michael Malone stole away and went into his office where he called his dad and said, I couldn't even talk for a minute. I was emotional. I just told him, I said, listen, it's important for you to know how much I love you. And We don't throw that word around a lot in my family. For him to see his son become a head coach and win a championship, he was at a loss for words. So I love my father, the best coach I've ever known. Yeah, I'm sure that was a uh, incredible moment for the both of them. Prayers, thoughts, healing thoughts go out for the Malone family at a time where they've got to be just absolutely gutted and heartbroken. Well, uh, that's all the time that we have for the heat check. Come back later. We have an all new episode. We've got an interview with Grant Afseth, who covers the Mavs, who's been just collecting stamps on his passport all summer and fall long. Came back from Abu Dhabi. He's in Spain right now. So we're going to be talking to him live from Madrid for the episode that drops Friday. Make sure you check for uh, episodes that will drop unexpectedly and follow us on social at This Heat Check on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Trista Crick. Do not forget to follow, subscribe, and tell all your friends, every single damn one of them, and we will see you next time.